This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 27th, 2022. For unto us a child was born. Prepare. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Yeah, it's a great day, isn't it? Yeah, even with the rain, it's going to be, and it is a great day. Today we begin Advent. Now, you won't find the word Advent in the Scriptures. It's a human construct. Humans made it up. uh, The word Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus. Adventus, which means coming. Coming. This season of Advent uh, anticipates the coming of Christ from three perspectives. First, the physical nativity in Bethlehem. Second, the reception of Christ in the heart of the believer. And third, the future second coming of Jesus, the risen Christ. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for being here today. Everybody here and those of you online, hey, and Virginia, thanks for being our online host. We are just delighted. How about this sanctuary? Isn't it beautiful? Yes, yes. There were four different groups, four different kind of little mini teams that helped, but it all really boils down to Barry Wiseman, and we're really thankful, Barry, for your creativity. Thank you so much. So we are absolutely delighted that you're here today. We have some longtime friends here. We have some new friends here. We have people that come in with all kinds of uh, joys and some who are here because they're very heavy burdened. thing that I know is that God meets every single one of us right where we are. And so we want to know, you to know that you're in a good place and you're welcome to be here. And we hope that you feel that love of Jesus uh, for you because he is for you, not against you. And so we are together as a family of God. Would you pray with me, please? God, thank you so much for today that we could be here together, um, one church, many locations, and take a look at uh, preparation, being ready for the birth of your son, Jesus. Lord, um, I know that there are a few people in this room that are here who have experienced some some great tragedy, and I just want to pray a blessing over them right now. Lord, meet them where they are. Thank you for meeting us and caring for us so deeply. That's why you sent your son, Jesus. Help us be encouragers to one another as we walk this thing called life together. We pray this in your name. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. Well, it's beginning a lot to look a lot like Christmas, right? Yeah. Yep. It seems like every year we start the Christmas preparations earlier and earlier. Doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I'm already behind, and it's not even December. <laughs> Sorry, Alan, I make his life very interesting. <laughs> See, I think I saw the first signs of Christmas. I, I, I don't think it was, I think it was just around Labor Day. A- anybody? Yeah. Labor Day. 
You're looking for a hose to keep watering your grass, and they've got the Christmas tree anyway. It's important, though, because you've got to prepare, right? Preparing takes a lot of time. You know, you've got the baking and the buying and the, and the decorating, the wrapping, sending cards, sending gifts. And you'd think it would get easier, what with the uh, home delivery stuff, the order from home. I mean, we have an Amazon truck at our house. What is it, two, three times a day now? Well, I made five individual orders yesterday, so. We have one truck. Ours, it, 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 ours, uh, we're his route. We're his route. Yeah. Let's but, hope they don't strike or we're in <laughs> trouble. But there is a lot to get ready for, isn't there? A lot to prepare for. And actually not much time to do it in. Yeah. Well, the preparation time that we have, which is just really a few months, is nothing considering the preparation that we see of the Christ child coming, the prediction of the prophets that Messiah is indeed coming. You know, the preparation for that actual baby in the manger was hundreds of years, not just a few months. We are given hints. We are given uh, scriptures that point to the coming of a baby in a manger through the different prophets, through Isaiah and through Micah. There's over 300, over 300 that one day the Messiah would be coming. When I look in my Bible, if I get to all this is the Old Testament. This is the New Testament. You see the difference? The thick Old Testament and the thinner. This is like prophet after prophet sharing about Jesus coming to the, into the world. Preparation. And these prophetic utterances range from the obscure to the profound, from the subtle to the overt, from the barely recognizable to the blatant. But what we have, what they all have in common is this. They all point in the direction of Jesus Christ. They all point in the direction of Jesus Christ. They're designed to let us know that this is important. Say this is important. Yeah, and this, which is important, is the birth of Jesus Christ. Crucial. They're designed to let us know that it's time to get ready. So as I shared, over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament point to Jesus. And some of them are very specific. Like it's going to happen here and this is what, it like very specific. And as Alan said, some are allegorical, even poetic. But all of this to say, it's time to get ready. And God showed us this through God's word hundreds of years before it actually happened. And as the Smiths just shared in the Advent wreath lighting just a few minutes ago, the prophet Micah tells us where the birth will take place. We're going to look at that again because we're going to look at it in a little more detail. This is Micah 5, 2 through 4 from the New Living Translation. Here we go. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah, Yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last 
his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world. So Ephrathah is the ancient name for what we know as Bethlehem. And Bethlehem means house of bread. House of bread. Jesus called himself, I am the bread of life. We read that in the book of John. House of bread, interesting. Bethlehem is this small, obscure town. Why Bethlehem? Why would the Savior be born there? Well, Bethlehem is David's town. And one of the prophecies also is that Jesus will come from the lineage of David. The Savior of the world will come from that lineage. It's prophesied that the house of uh, the Bethlehem and lineage. So it's interesting to note that Jesus's actual family, like Mary and Joseph, were from, um, their home was in Nazareth in Galilee, but the prophecy needed to be fulfilled. And so Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Remember they had to go because Caesar Augustus called for a census to be taken. So that's how God worked it all out. It is just amazing. I just am dumbfounded when everything that lines up so much in the Old Testament, and then it came to pass. It's like, how can you doubt this ever happened? It is just amazing. 700 years prior, it shared that Jesus would come. Talk about preparation. Mm. You know, much later when the wise men came and asked where they could find this newborn king of the Jews. As they had seen his star as it rose, and they, came to, they wanted to come worship him, they went to King Herod, the king of that area. And, and Herod summoned the leading priests and teachers of the law and asked, where was this Messiah supposed to be born? And they responded with this passage from Micah. They they were looking. They, they've been waiting for 700 years for this to take place. I love the way Eugene Peterson paraphrases this uh, Micah 5, 2 through 4 passage. It just, it, just, uh, it just grabbed me. I hope it does you too. Here you go. Uh, Micah 5, 2 through 4. But you, Bethlehem, David's country, the, the, the run of the litter, <laughs> from you will come the leader who will shepherd rule Israel. You like that? Shepherd rule Israel. He'll be no upstart, no pretender. His family tree is ancient and distinguished. Meanwhile, Israel will be in foster homes until the birth pangs are over and the child is born. And the scattered brothers come back home to the family of Israel. He will stand tall in his shepherd rule by God's strength, centered in the majesty of God revealed. God revealed in Jesus Christ, that is. And people will have a good and safe home for the whole world will hold him in respect, peacemaker of the world. So Micah wrote that. Micah was a contemporary of the prophet Isaiah. 
God used both Micah and Isaiah to share um, these prophecies some 700 years, what would happen in the future, and preparing the people for the coming Messiah. I'd like to share Isaiah 7, verse 14. All right, then. The Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Again, 700 years in advance. 700 years. God knew what he was going to do 700 years before it took place. God knew that Mary would be the mother of Jesus, Mary a virgin, engaged to Joseph, Mary who found favor, Mary at just 12 or 13, chosen by God to carry his son and to bring him into the world, the Savior. And God, God planned all of this 700 years before it took place. Preparation. So I just read Isaiah 7. I'd like to read Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. And it talks more about the anointed one, the Messiah, coming. And you've also heard this reading uh, already, but we just want to pick it apart a little bit more. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Anybody like to hear the Messiah? <laughs> I love the Messiah, and this is directly out it of handles it. Messiah. Yeah. yeah. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Mm. 700 years in advance. In advance. Notice that first line. For a child is born to who? To us. That's you and me. That's us, right? You and me. That, that's the reason he was born. For his arrival, for his coming into this world, for you and me. And he is a son, the son of the living God. A, a person, 100% human. In the flesh, given to us, not earned, not even deserved, given, a, a gift, a gift freely given, and he will be king, king of this world, the government resting on his shoulders, the whole world resting on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful, that's a cool world, word, wonderful, full of wonder. As Dr. Grant C. Richardson shares in his commentary, uh, this guy transcends, this guy Jesus transcends human understanding, unique among us. He stands supreme above everyone else. He is wonderful, and he is counselor, sharing God's counsel, sharing the mind of God, mighty God, while fully human, also fully divine, everlasting Father, not to be confused with the Father, yet he and the Father are one. Prince of Peace. He brings that peace that transcends human understanding, that peace we experience when Christ is at the center of our lives. And that's eternal. That's eternal. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, no end to that government. No end to that peace. We are reminded again that he comes from the throne of David, bringing order over it, judgment and justice forever, forever. Described by God and communicated by the prophet Isaiah 700 years before he came in the flesh, 700 years before that manger, 700 years before that night in Bethlehem, 700 years. I'm struck with the Lord being uh, the God of grace and love, but also will rule with fairness and justice. Mm. That was in Isaiah 9. I'd like to read more of um, Isaiah's prophecy. And now I'm reading from chapter 11 of Isaiah, verses 1 through 5. And it talks about where Jesus will come from and the lineage of Jesus. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word. Think about that. At the force of his word the earth will shake. And one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. Mm. You ever cut down a tree and not um, take out the root and uh, you know, not grind it out or dig it out, just leave the, the stump there? And before you know it, there's a little shoot Coming out of a little, little, green, little green leaf. Yeah. That's what's being talked about here. The, the stump of David's family will grow a shoot, a new... Notice that capital B in branch. There's a, that, that, that's not a typographical error. There, there's a reason for that, because that B, that branch refers to none other than Jesus. That's the branch. Yeah. We're talking about stump is Jesse's family, is David's family. Cut down, barely visible to the naked eye. By this time, you know, David is, I mean, he's still celebrating Israel, but his family's not in power, are they? They're, they're, they're not producing much fruit. They're almost non-existent. Then we have this shoot, this shoot, a new branch coming from this stump, from that old root. A new branch, a new branch bearing fruit, the fruit of righteousness, the fruit of forgiveness, the fruit of salvation. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and fear of the Lord. And this fear of the Lord isn't meant to be uh, trembling and, you know, cowering because of, you know, it, it's a healthy respect for, for the power and mightiness of God. Yeah. He doesn't judge by appearance. 
He doesn't go on hearsay. And, and he will give justice. The justice to the poor and to the exploited, to the downtrodden. His words are powerful. He will destroy the wicked. Truth and righteousness are his, and he is none other than Jesus. And he comes from the family. And so throughout Scripture, God has been, been preparing his people. Throughout um, the different prophets who share about the coming of Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, the Hebrews waited and waited and waited. And it was the promise that indeed Christ would come. Why all this preparation? Why is this so important? Why was it 700 plus years? Why? It's because it was too important to just gloss over, to make happen so quick. God needed people to know that this is life-changing, that he would come at such a time as this, at the perfect time. God came down from heaven in the person of Jesus. Human yet divine. Don't try to figure that one out. <laughs> it just is. We accept that in faith. That's what faith is. God, I don't get it, but I do believe that your word is true and your word is right. And in faith, I believe that that's who you are. This Advent season, these next few weeks are to get our hearts ready for the miracle of the birth. And then eventually after that, we'll go into Lent and then it's the miracle of miracles of the risen Christ. But for now, let's not waste time in getting so caught up in everything that we miss it. That's the whole point. We're all super busy. But let's not let that busyness be the distraction that we talked about last week or the week before, but the focus on Christ so that our hearts can be ready to receive Jesus. Preparation. And so our question this morning, are you prepared? Are you prepared for the wonder that comes in a manger in Bethlehem a thousand years ago? You know, many of us, how many Christmases? <laughs> for me, it's a lot. <laughs> for many of us, you know, and you think, yeah, I'm no, but are you really prepared? Are you ready? You know, the wonder continues every year is a freshness of that wonder. Thinking through this miracle that was prophesied 700 years in advance. That's how important it was for those people to get ready. Are you ready? Are you full of wonder for the coming of Christ? Christ. Are, are you prepared? Are you ready? I don't mean with the gifts and the goods, with the, with, with, the, with the cards and the carols. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive the Son of God in your heart? Either for the first time or once again. You know, when, if you've known Jesus for a long time, 
it doesn't mean you can't open. Say, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Or if it's your first time, you know, we're all sinners. Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. From what I understand, Lord, you are the Savior. Here I am. If you've never shared that, back in the prayer, the lucks are back in the prayer corner. They'd love. And I think Sue's back there, too. Sue, too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If if you've never shared that prayer, you can share it from your seat, but if you'd like somebody to, to walk through that with you, they'd love to do that. Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Yeah, you're the Savior. Take me in. Take me. Uh, are you prepared? For Jesus, for Jesus, not only uh, to remember that birth in uh, Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, but are you ready for the Jesus to come back? Because that's the promise. It wasn't a one and done. It's not a over and out. He's coming back. Are we ready for his return? The scripture tells us it could be any time. Any time. Are, are we prepared? Are we prepared? Hmm. Are you ready? Christ is coming this Christmas. Are you ready for the good news? In person. Prepared to believe it. Prepared to receive it. Let's pray. Most holy God, huh? Wow. Talk about preparation, 700 years. You know all things. You know all things well before they happen. Lord, help us to prepare. Help us to open our hearts. Not to just this Christmas season, not to just celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, but help us to be ready for accepting him in our heart, but also to be ready for when he comes again. Lord, help us to to be ready to share with others why this is such a wonderful season beyond the gifts, beyond the bacon, beyond all that stuff. Help us to be ready to share why we get excited at Christmas, why this is truly the most wonderful time of the year. It's because the time of the year when we remember the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please help us to continue to be wonder-filled and to be ready. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we pray. All those gathered said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website, at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.